Welcome. Welcome to Read Watch Wine. I'm Treva. Lynn. It's Raya. Champagne. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about the book, The Giver. Yes. The book was written by Lewis Lowry, and the movie was directed by Philip Noyce, because he's a very noise. <laughs> <laughs> Produced by Jeff Bridges, who actually starred in the movie also. So, yeah. Jeff Bridges? Um, today, what are we drinking? We are drinking Apothic White. It's a white blend. It's actually my favorite brand because it's like $10, but it's okay. We've done Apothic before, though, but it was a red blend. It was the red blend. This is the white blend. It takes all the white berries and mix them together and makes it happiness. What berries are white? Chardonnay. Is it berry? Great. There's a grape. Okay. No, you said berries. I was thinking berries, not grapes. Sorry. Bruh, I've been drinking wine. Grapes are berries. No. No. It's not? I think no one's. It's not a berry. What is it? It's a miniature melon. It's a grape. berry in the name strawberry grape berry no <laughs> Graberry. raspberry Graberry. blueberry davis berry but mm. grapes don't have berry in the name so they ain't berry Bruh. but they got little seeds in them seed don't make it a berry yeah yes, seed makes does. it a fruit seed makes it i ain't said what no fruit i said what no berry <laughs> spiraling <laughs> anyways back to the this. book <laughs> the giver loved it oh sorry no, go ahead, Ray, share. <laughs> no, I didn't want to say I loved it. That was an accident. <laughs> this is horrible. Yeah. Um, begin again. Finnegan. Mm-hmm. Begin again and begin again. Yeah. I used to love that when I was a kid. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what do you think of the book to movie? It's funny because I really, I mean, the book was written in 1993, was it? Hmm. I don't know. I felt like it was a lot older. <laughs> I think as a giver was older. I'm gonna Google was that to older? make sure. Yes, he yeah, was. he was. He was supposed to be old. I think they said that in I mean, the book. He was, yeah, he was old in the movie, but he was. He felt older in the book. <laughs> so let's see. Um. So yeah, the book did come out in 1993. It's an American young adult dystopian novel. Yeah, and so it's interesting these dystopias and yeah. these perfect worlds that always end up not being perfect. Yeah. It's just. Um, I love dystopian like books. I don't don't know why, but like I just love the concept of them. I do too because you always think that you want this world a certain way, and then you see these movies and you're like, yeah, okay, well that didn't work out well. Exactly, (laughs) all these ideas of making it perfect, but in every scenario, it just like implodes on itself. Yes, and so of course, just like every other dystopian novel or book or movie or whatever, this one imploded on itself once. As always. But yeah, I just, I love the concept of like an alternative world. Not like in the universe, but like here. Yeah. I didn't remember hearing a lot of this in the book, but in the movie, the movie really focused on this sameness concept. And I know in the book they were, you know, talking about, you know, being precise words and keeping everything really bland. But in the movie, they kept talking about sameness, sameness. The giver talked about it in the movie. And they were talking about the modifications that they made to make sure that everything was the same. And I know I always go here, but... Um, I love Negroes. This is what I'm saying. Like, why does sameness have to be all white? True. You know? I mean, hmm. Like, everybody could have been a grayish color, but sameness was all white. 
in the hmm. movie. And so when I was reading the book, I didn't even picture that it was an all-white community. But that's what you got in the movie. Hmm. So anyway. That's a good point. You know, I don't like changes very much from the book to the movie. And I felt in the book that they were a lot younger. Well, they said they were like 13, I thought, when he was transitioning to, I guess, his job in adulthood. I mean, it made more sense in the movie that they were older. Obviously, they graduated high school and then they start their career. But it felt like they started their trade in the book so early. Much younger. Yeah. Well, I think the actors were older looking because they said in your 13th year, like after mm-hmm. you finish 12 year, like they're the 12s and maybe the that's nines, where I was they're confused. the 13s. I'm thinking 13 so they were 13, gotcha. but they just looked older. Oh, oh wow. I don't like that dystopia. It ages you, really. Were you all confused about the woman? I mean, the look, the first receiver, the girl, because was it the giver's daughter? Yes. Yes, that is what it turned out to be. Because I don't get that in the book. But in the movie, I was like, it seemed like there was a real emotional connection. And it was his daughter. And maybe his wife was the other, was the woman? His ex-wife was... Were they married? Oh. So in the book, I think it was the wife was um, the judge. What do you call it? Um, a, a birth person. Okay. So oh. technically, that was his daughter. Yeah. But they didn't really like touch on it. But like, I think that was her job. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember. But in the movie, I think his ex-wife was the the chief. leader. Later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Meryl Streep's character. Yeah. But I don't know how that really car- um, correlated to Rosemary being his daughter. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe maybe biologically, mm-hmm. because they have to get the sperm from somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. So maybe biologically, that was his daughter, and then how they kind of did the selection. She became the new receiver. Yeah. And how she couldn't take it, he kind of felt mm-hmm. that connection, maybe. I wasn't quite sure either. Yeah, because I'm not sure how she would have even known if, if throughout the whole movie, nobody know, nobody knew who their real child was, obviously. Because yes. Of, yeah, so but it's kind of pro- weird. But the part. problem is he's the giver, so he knew everything anyway. Exactly. Just like, you know, right. how they don't know how they release them. Right. And right, 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 so right. others might not know that they're actually killing their children. Mm-hmm. But the giver, because he knows, knows he right. knows that he's killing his mm-hmm. own child. Right. right. That was crazy how the main character, I forget his name, but um, his father. Like, Jonas's father. Jonas's father, like, didn't even equate what he was doing no. to, like, killing. He didn't remember. He doesn't but even know. at the dinner table, they all had a conversation and said, oh, yeah, it's okay because they're going to be released to elsewhere. Yeah. And, and nobody ever knew what elsewhere Oh, oh but, the, but he knew it what is, it meant because he injected them with poison. He killed them. No, but he didn't, no, know. Why? What, he didn't, realize. He didn't know what he, he just followed that, like, yeah, he that followed routine. Yeah, followed the rule. Yeah. Of you release them, you inject them, you put them in this box, and you push and they them go to, to elsewhere. Like, That's yeah. all they knew of elsewhere. I they didn't think elsewhere was dead. I I believe maybe everybody else knew that, but I don't believe that he didn't know that. You're talking about the father? Mm-hmm. I feel like he knew that they were dead, yeah, but he for knew him, that he was dead. death didn't have an emotion attached Correct, because they can't have emotion. Because he didn't have an emotion, so death to him wasn't an evil thing. Right, just like, like the they couldn't be jealous. They didn't know what release to elsewhere was, mm-hmm. but he was killing them, but because it was just an emotionless thing, right. that he just didn't realize what he was doing because he couldn't feel it. That's what I got out of it. Yeah, I, I, I got out of it. They, you know, they did what they have to do. Similar to, in some ways, some people in the medical field are that they're they're um, emotionally detached from what they're doing, but they're very clear on what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But also, only feels like not to bring up, you know, politics, but like in the communist type world, mm-hmm. there are people that are living under that rule, and they have to do what they have to do, right. whether they agree with their dictator or not. They still have to. I'm sorry, dictatorship. I wanted to say, but they still have to do what they have to do because it's the rule. And see, for me, I feel like he went to the lengths that he went 
through with the um, that one the like the little boy because, Gabriel Gabriel because he wanted to try really hard to keep Gabriel. Well, that's well, why he named him early. What you're supposed to do, and I think that's why he was doing that because right. he knew he, he knows what that if they don't make it, you're gonna kill him. So that's but what also, I felt like. Right, he, but I feel like he, he wasn't feeling it because remember when the feelings came back when Josh went to the town across the line or whatever Jonas. and he's Jonas, he started crying and he couldn't inject the girl. Mm-hmm. Like the feelings mm-hmm. came back and he started crying. He was just like, I can't, you know, he just couldn't do it and he started getting crying and yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the movie, Ray? I did watch it. I have no idea what you're talking about. Do you remember? You have to really pay attention because it wasn't really. No, I really, feel like I didn't watch the end of the movie. Well, it, because it wasn't really blatant. They didn't make, I, I felt like for me, it wasn't really focused on it because I missed it. I had to rewind it. And I'm like, wait, what just happened? <laughs> so I had to rewind it because he crossed some type of barrier and it kind of the screen, you know, the, the movie kind of wavered as if he's crossing through an alternate universe. Yeah. Yeah, but she so, was referring to when um, Fiona was in the chair and they were going to basically give her like a lethal injection. Yeah, at the same time. And the, yeah. the dad was, he was having emotions and mm-hmm. everything was coming on to him because I think the, those blockers that they take every morning, the mm-hmm shot where they put their arm on the thing um, were wearing off because he had been doing this same action of releasing babies all the time and killing people that his emotions became overwhelming and flooded in and that was why he was having that surge of emotion is what I got because remember it. the giver said he needed to stay behind because right, when those emotions them. came back right. he was going to have to help people right. deal with those emotions and Once that was why he out. was talking to well, um, the chief and yes. he was saying those things that he was saying was to build that emotional mm-hmm. barrier to over flow everybody yeah. I didn't to get them to realize right. that movie. but the giver I thought I he, promise you I didn't finish the giver the was basically setting Jonas up to be the one to get out and bring yes. all the memories right. back right. so that's what I thought you were, I thought you were confused on that no um, I wasn't yeah so I, I, once I he crossed it is when all the emotions correct right. my right. problem yeah. is I, I, I didn't get the to movie, that point the movie ended for me when he crossed over oh so well, you whatever we were talking about happened before well, he crossed over as in the barrier on the sled when he was sliding down with, uh, with Gabriel and then he got to the little hut um, cabin thing at the end. Yeah. Kind of yeah. were happening at the same time. It yeah. was flashing back, flashing back and forth from... Um, okay. Maybe but that's how you can tell that's that's that the guy, the first time. while he knew what he was doing, he didn't feel the emotions behind it because it right. wasn't until he crossed the barrier mm-hmm. that the... It broke that... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that the dad was like, or... wait a minute, and then he couldn't inject the girl. Right, right, right. Got it. So, it was that was kind of cool. It was a very interesting movie. So, did you like the ad? Oh, are we there yet? Well, before you get to that, yeah, I wanted to say that like I remember having to read this in school. Yeah, and I don't remember reading it because I don't remember the book back back then. I remember being confused by it because I just didn't understand why me mm-hmm. as a student needed or as a kid needed to read this book that was way beyond my comprehension. Mm-hmm. And I actually talked to a few teachers after rereading it as an adult and I was just like, why would you why would this be part of the curriculum to teach children? And I got like the whole sameness, dictatorship, communism, mm-hmm. how you have to teach children about to be themselves but also be a part of society and I finally kind of got an idea of it but I honestly as a kid did not understand why I needed to learn this I the weight of it didn't weigh in on me as a kid maybe in high school but like I you think we were like teacher. middle school when I was like I didn't get it because there was no there wasn't a follow-up conversation about the book in your classroom then there must not have been yeah. I also think to be honest that the world that at least I lived in back then I wasn't ready for that like I think a high schooler or even a middle schooler now would totally get it 
just yeah. because there's so many other things out there. I was so, I think like right now, things that are going on in life, I was like, what I my age back then, I was just oblivious to a lot of yeah. those world issues yeah. that weren't being slapped in my face. Every day. How the, te- the kids now have all these, um, well, for one, they have social media, but yeah. for two, they have like more media aspects to yeah. learn about the world. And yeah. I didn't have that back then. Yeah. So I think that way, the book weighing in on me as a kid in the 90s yeah. wasn't as heavy as a kid weighing in now. Now. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. So out of that rabbit hole, yeah. I just think that I just I had to talk to a few teachers to understand where why that was even part of the curriculum. But now that you and I have had that conversation about, I guess, time and evolution, how things have kind of like gone downhill even more. It makes sense. I think, too, as 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 children going through certain things in life, they think, oh, when I get older, you know, this will be so much better or that will be so much better. And I think what's cool about this book is giving those perspectives young so that hopefully you do not grow up and make the same mistakes of the older not the older generations but prior generations Mm -hmm. that that think this is the way to do things like i even now in our political arena as we're going through right now i think that it really hopefully should set the tone so that you know we do not repeat history exactly and for all your listeners if you guys have an opinion about weighing in i know we have a few teachers that are listening and you might have taught this to your class if you guys have any comments questions or follow-up feedback please email us at readwatchwine and let us know because i'm actually really into this topic so um what do you think about the characters though as in who's like what their roles are or the, like the actual actors the actors the cast the cast oh okay i thought you meant like you know how there's a giver there's a receiver there's well like kind a of like mechanic. but those but that's that too i mean i think those are two different um topics but i think touching on both of those would be good too because it's interesting how they separated people out that way yeah because especially like in the movie um the guy that, that was like um an aircraft um what do you aircraft like mechanic Lip. or yeah, whatever yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually yeah. it's ian ian oh, yeah. but yeah. Right. <laughs> he um he kind of seemed like he was had to boast about his um position because yeah. he didn't feel like he was as thrilling because like the nurturer fiona she was all excited about it and then the giver or receiver i'm sorry so he didn't feel like adequate enough so i wonder how they deal with that with the sameness yeah and that was one why i asked the differentiation of what you were talking about with casting Mm -hmm. because people that don't feel adequate to another person's um i guess occupation Mm -hmm. like how do you how do you preach sameness but then also make a nurturer just as important as a bike mechanic Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's true how do you grow up with somebody telling you what you have to do for the rest of your life and telling you what to do right like you might have an inclination you're gonna be a street cleaner but you have to, they study you have them. to like the s- simplicity of it, though, because the little girl, Jonas's little sister, she was so excited about that year when she get her bike. Like, yeah. isn't that crazy? I mean, it's, you know, she was... It definitely keeps you a little grounded, yeah, right? Yes. Yeah. As opposed to nowadays where we got to have the bike and the iPad and yeah. the everything else. But also, if you think about it, in the sameness world, how they were saying that the imaginary animal that they gave as a comfort tool was actually a elephant, but they kept saying it was hippopotamus. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't have animals Reference. there. Yeah. So, to know a world that... For one, sameness. Like, you don't have any of the same aspects you would have today. Like, an elephant. And is that that far off in our future when they're now going extinct because of poachers? Like, those things are actually relevant in 1993 and now. Yeah, that's true. Very true. 
I mean, there are like, what, 80 tigers left in the world? Mm-hmm. So that to me was, um, I weighed kind of heavy to know that like you're teaching a kid that this is a mythological creature. And mm. honestly, it really kind of might be in, in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. Be. Like the woolly mammoth. <laughs> yes. Or my seat. You look like Anyways. Sid right now. From <laughs> or the big cat. <laughs> so casting wise. Yes, casting. Jonas was played by... Brenton Thwaites. I don't know how to pronounce her name because it's difficult for me because I've been drinking. Um, But The Giver was played by Jeff Bridges. I love The the Giver. The Chief Elder was played by Meryl Streep. Fiona was played by Adea Rush. She was very pretty. I love her big, bold yeah, eyes. She was very eyes. pretty. Yeah, she was very pretty. When that red hair came through. Yeah. Yeah. Really, the yeah first, really I love the cinematography behind that, like, small aspects of color. Yeah. Of how they brought them in. Mm-hmm. Because you imagine, um, I took from it that all they could see, with the exception of Jonas, was black and white. Because mm-hmm. they didn't have anything. It was. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I'm glad you took that away from it. I love the Gipper. Did I say that? I think that Jeff Bridges and Meryl Streep were perfect Mm -hmm. for the roles they were in. Um, I mean, her leading the organization and him being kind of the father time, Mm -hmm. intelligent historian. That was perfect. And her way of acting being so like stern and Mm -hmm. clean cut and straight to the point. She plays that role very well. She does play well. But then seeing Jeff Bridges kind of like push the boundaries. He knew he couldn't push too far, but he also knew where to push the boundaries mm-hmm. and their dynamic in the lethal injection room seeing them kind of go back and forth of like fact giving was yeah. pretty intense to see like two veteran actors so I really enjoyed that scene I you know, like when she popped up in his house and was like hey mm-hmm. what you doing <laughs> and she's like yeah I can't see what he's doing unless he allows me Yeah, that was funny to me because she was just like what's going on what's happening what you doing I think an interest, interesting part of the movie was when he first went to the giver Jonas and he had him see but he had him see all the good stuff so he was like oh my god can we do it again can we do it? you know he was so excited until he accidentally saw the war that actually I kind of teared up on that a little bit I it's, think that's intense yeah, if that you don't know anything really about that intense. and all of a sudden and the way they that? did it was perfect you know because I felt myself like oh my god I didn't if you don't go to war you won't you know you don't necessarily see a, a, like unless you sit on a movie or something but you don't or know or you just hear the word how, war yeah you yeah you don't know what it really entails for that for like that right. that was crazy I was just like oh my god so to piggyback on that I actually have a question that I don't think I understood in the movie they had these like birth marks on their arm or like a little dot and Jeff Bridges did the giver and then so did Jonas and Gabriel had it also Mm -hmm. was that why they held arms to like touch um, birthmarks or was it just because they were the given ones to only have the, that set? I only the given ones, given had, ones that. had Yeah, I thought it was this mark But did they have to actually giver. connect? Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. That was my question. Yeah. Was it the mark of the giver or why did they have to actually like, you know, by our powers combine of birthmarks? Right. I wish they would have shown how they, they were marked. Movie. I, <laughs> I thought that they were marked in that manner. Yeah. Okay. Um, which is why he was so, you know, fixated on making sure Gabriel did it was released mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. okay so I wasn't sure whether it was it would like have probably touching of the birthmarks the girl his daughter or the the one he was trying to train before if they would have showed whether or not she had it kind of would have probably sealed it and saying okay all of these well maybe that was why she couldn't handle it because mm-hmm. she didn't have it and had the birthmark maybe mm. or maybe Jonas and Gabriel were his sperm as well could be mm. the plot thickens yes we need to give it two <laughs> no thank you so yeah I'm sorry to go 
off topic of the cast, but that was a question that I had that I wasn't able to overanalyze myself mm-hmm. alone. <laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs> that was so, yeah. interesting. It was so you guys ready to rate this? So I'll go first. I think it was a great adaptation. I can't pinpoint any modifications that just made me angry. So I'm going to give it a full glass. I will have to agree. Um, I think the book was a little dry versus the movie, but at the same time, it was a perfect adaptation. So I gave it a full glass. I agree. Full glass, Maria. You're full glass. I thought the book and the movie was completely pointless, but I enjoyed both of them. (laughs) I mean, this dystopian thing is just not, I mean, I get it. And I understand it and it doesn't bother me but it's just like eh. but the book to movie adaptation was great it definitely put it in perspective once again um it brought the book to life yeah so, i agree with that yeah. it brought it to life you could see the color you could see everything through everything that they talked about was like okay that makes sense okay i get it i get it i get it so i won that by itself along with the casting because i love meryl street full glass okay yay we get a full bottle Drinking apothic white blend. Yeah, I love it. Alrighty, well, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we got lots of stuff in store for you this year. So hopefully, you'll continue to listen to us for the remainder of 2020. Yes, 2020. Subscribe, subscribe. subscribe. All right, bye. Bye. bye.